0: All right, we're recording. You guys
1: can start whenever. Yeah, totally. That right there, right? Oh yeah, shit. I don't know what what uh what software that is though.
2: Um, yeah, it's some kind of like like common. Uh, it's a pretty common software. Antivirus software, like that has.
1: He's definitely the McAfee of software. <laughs> so.
2: <laughs> All right, uh, we're uh we're back, everyone. We're back for another episode of Unapologetics. Uh, we took. A few weeks off I know that the the latest episode that we recorded for Valentine's Day has yet to come up um I don't want to go too too deep into why that is there were just some there was some family there was a pretty big family struggle that uh my fiance and I had to deal with um shortly after recording the episode I just didn't really get time to to put it up um on SoundCloud so but here we are, and it's just—it's just me, Adam, and me, Ryan, and our good sound boy, Dean. Yeah, yeah,
1: thanks. Good, hey, good what's sound. up,
2: guys? Our sound boy.
1: Just <laughs> in the fucking back seat with like a microphone and a little stand in the car. You know,
2: honestly, if anyone were to drive by right now, <laughs> we've hit on hard times. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, those Patreon dollars just aren't rolling in. <laughs> well, or no, it looks like we're honestly like doing a like a. Uh, what a, not a state? Yeah, a steak Yeah, we're definitely doing a stakeout. And
1: we're recording it. with. Like, we're going to catch those rowdy kids on. We're going to record it every second. We cannot lose it. <laughs> All right. Before yeah, we yeah, start, we I just that. want to show you something that my friend found.
2: Look at this. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Florida public school teacher 25 is unmasked as voice of white nationalists podcast called Unapologetic. Damn it! Where she boasts about spreading her political views in the classroom. You're shitting
1: me. (laughs) I am not. My friend sent that to me today when I told him that I had my podcast. Not original at all, actually.
2: See, it's good shit. It's unapologetics. We're Unapologetic. This is what really makes this podcast nothing else. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Seriously, no, Dean. (laughs) Dean, you were absolutely right. Everything about this hinges on on the S, it's not our generic white guy. It's past us though. What? It's
0: it's beyond us now. Yeah,
2: we we don't control the the plural. Did we ever? We I don't know. I don't think we do.
1: I feel consumed by it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the S, the your existential hole, Ryan, is in the shape of an S. Ah, oh, Jesus! It's mm. gonna be hard to fill. That is some delicious gas station coffee. what you guys? What'd you get? Like French roast? no I got that hazelnut I got that espresso blend oh hell yeah nah. I had some
0: coffee from the bits across the street
2: nah son <laughs> yeah yeah I've got I've got those and I've got I bought a pack of of uh super duper cheap cigarettes cause I was like you know what you know what I want I want a real real smoke you. yeah
1: <laughs> I don't even smoke and I know that's shit
2: but so like in the last episode we started off by talking about um, candidates for the for the Michigan race for governor um, and we're going to probably hopefully expand that to the midterm writ large at least for Michigan Mm -hmm. we can't do it for everyone but we'll talk about people who are running for uh, for the Senate and the House Mm -hmm. Uh, but So we talked about Abdul El-Sayed, because we like him, I think, I think it's safe to say that he is my preferred candidate for governor. Yeah. Um, and Shree, like the one thing about Shree Tanadar is that I, I worry too much. It's like, he's progressive, but he's still like a progressive liberal who thinks that like good business is the way forward and not just the end of business. Rit large, or at least changing the way that we look at business. Mm-hmm. But in this episode, we're going to start off with our uh, our beautiful blue boy, Bill Shooty. He's got
1: a bit of a penis nose to me. I don't know.
2: <laughs> what? Oh, let me take a look at that. Let me take it. Huh? I I kind of see what you mean. I yeah. Interesting. He just he looks like he looks like the type of guy who's like the, the stern dad who you're always just kind of nervous around.
1: And like, you're, you're the son who just, you got like a weird, like respect for him, but deep down, you know that you don't like him. Yeah, exactly. And that that turmoil of not liking him causes a lot of, a lot of friction between your relationship. Yeah.
2: Like it's just this weird standoffish relationship, but, uh, not, not to do the whole. I don't want to get too uh, too deep into the whole. Uh, what, what does Ben Shapiro always do? Like the. That's an ad hominem. <laughs> oh, sorry. The fuck was that? Nothing. Don't worry
1: about it. Jesus.
2: Dean's recording us I'm without recording our consent. Recording us, recording. Ah, Jesus. We're getting meta, 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 meta. <laughs> but so let, let's talk about Bill, whose uh, whose Twitter handle is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> shooty on duty
2: <laughs>
1: I'd vote for him just for that holy shit yeah. if he used it he can he can be the most right of right candidates and that's yeah. a
2: glorious handle <laughs> we got shooty on duty <laughs> he's looking out for Mich- he's winning for Michigan even the way his, his campaign is set up it, it seems like it's a like a more low key ripped off version of Donald Trump instead of like make America great
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Again, it's winning for Michigan. Um, you found on his website under his accomplishments, the first thing is fighting against Barack Obama, and it's like, okay, like it, he he successfully opposed President Obama's job-killing energy regulations that would have hurt Michigan's economy, increased utility bills for hardworking families. It's like, oh, okay, like you're so you're fighting energy regulations which those are a good thing and and obviously like you know when when you talk about a conservative candidate it's difficult to because they're not going to look at it the same way that we are
1: i mean they have a different they, they have like
2: fundamentally different worldview from us which is uh, that's kind of an aside of that i think that's an issue that a lot of democrats just cannot get their head around is that you cannot compromise with them you shouldn't and you can't it's just not possible to do, to do so. Um, so it, you know, it's just funny to me, I, I guess. Uh, but anyway, to, to kind of retort that though, by saying, oh, we can't have energy regulation cause it'll kill jobs and increase, uh, utility bills. It's like, well, I don't know, in my opinion, things like uh, electricity and water and natural gas, pretty much anything that gets taken out of the, out of the earth should be, publicly owned it should just it shouldn't be a commodity it should just be something that we can all benefit from Mm -hmm. and the only cost that that is associated with it is the cost to pay the workers who
1: who get it all that stuff and the infrastructure that's yeah to make it
2: that you someone shouldn't be making money off of this for not actually doing something that's procuring it if Mm -hmm. that makes sense Mm -hmm. um so that, that was his first accomplishment he fought against corruption uh with his public integrity unit which public integrity unit that kind of sounds like the um what is the thing they have in saudi arabia the the morality police
0: yeah
2: yeah i I don't remember exactly what it's called but that that's honestly what it sounds like Mm -hmm. uh he brought 350 charges against former government government officials including the termination of taxpayer funded pensions for 13 ex detroit principals who embezzled millions from school children which the way that's worded it sounds like the principals were shaking down like 10-year-olds for milk money. Mm-hmm. I mean it's it's what they were doing.
1: I mean, we, yeah, can all, we can all We can
2: like the the fact the fact of the matter is like yeah, that's what they were doing and like okay, that's good to fight corruption but like,
1: it's just so childish it seems.
2: Yeah, it's like I feel like these guys in a way deep down want to see themselves as like like a superhero. I'm not even kidding. I honestly think that there's there's a deep part of their uh their pathology that's like I could be like Batman or Iron Man or something. And it's like no. No, because uh, a lot of superheroes are fundamentally flawed anyway, but anyway.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, it, and it's two the two things he's fighting for, crime victims and single mom. <laughs> uh, and then taxpayers, just taxpayers, like not he doesn't specify like what group of taxpayers, just that he's fighting for taxpayers. We're all taxpayers. (laughs) Okay, Bill.
1: (laughs) I bet he means corporate taxpayers.
2: Mm. Absolutely. And it says like he fought against the largest tax hike, or one of the largest tax hikes proposed in uh, Michigan history. Uh, It's something like something that rick snyder had proposed and it's like yeah it would have mostly gone after the the highest income brackets
1: mm-hmm. and and just just because it's a hot topic right now he does have uh from the national rifle association an a plus or just an a rating an so not, a not an a plus well and that's under defend your rights oh, oh really?
2: so he's gonna protect the second Amendment, baby cool I I can't wait to uh, constantly live in fear and like we live in some fucking you know,
1: and the rights of the unborn.
2: Ah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. interesting. You know, which that never that never seems to include things like you know.
1: And along the same line, he's an avid hunter. <laughs> Let that sink in, folks.
2: <laughs> that that's what's so hysterical to be like, like these ghouls like him. They talk about. Like, I'm here to defend life. Well, maybe you know some people shouldn't be allowed to have...
1: It's all within the same paragraph.
2: Are you kidding? Bill is a
1: strong defender of the rights of the unborn. Okay. Repeatedly wow. supported by Michigan right to life. He is also an avid hunter <laughs> and protector of our Second Amendment rights. <laughs> so, like, what... Okay, I want a commercial where he is skinning a doe alive, <laughs> talking about protecting fetuses.
2: It's just bleeding, and he's just, yep. <laughs> I, oh. I too, I too believe. I was gonna give him a like a Virginia affectation, and that just
1: that doesn't seem right. That doesn't make sense. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well well I too I too declare
1: <laughs> I do declare here in the northern state of Michigan
2: <laughs> but like guys like that and and politicians like that are people who just kind of hold that same ideology of being extremely pro-life mm-hmm. and then you say okay well what about you know universal health care so that the mom can be taken care of like was that um prenatal, like prenatal care. Yeah, prenatal care. No, 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 we can't have, we can't have that because people might abuse it. It's like, okay, so, okay, it's like, okay, fine. No, you know, no universal health care. I don't think that should be compromised on, but you move to the next thing, like, okay, what about uh, mandatory daycare services provided by jobs so that moms can go to work? No, 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 we can't force businesses to do that. Mm-hmm. And every time you try to say something that will make life for the mom easier, and ultimately set like set a better stage for the kid to to grow up to grow up in, they shoot it down, and it finds it's usually wrapped up in some kind of like this Puritan moralism, uh, Puritan moralism of basically she was a slut and she shouldn't like this baby is sacred and you can't kill him. Yeah, like (laughs) this baby is sacred, and it's also like on you know, this, this skank albatross around their neck.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Is this albatross a skank? <laughs> nah,
2: it's a baby, dude. Oh.
1: <laughs> wait, is it wrapped around the fetus or the woman? uh Both?
2: No, the baby is the albatross.
1: Oh dear God. Oh. <laughs> uh. All right, here's this thing for provide our kids with world-class schools. Oh. Michigan's t- t- school test scores are among the worst in the nation. Okay. That is true. Yeah. Bill will change this by giving parents and students more choices, and ensuring all kids can read by the third grade. He's going to go personally to every school system. He's going to give a kid a book. He's going to start reading. If he stutters, he slaps. <laughs> <laughs> Which, okay. Um, uh, that's just code for he is, uh, he likes... Um, charter schools. Yeah, I was just going to say
2: the whole giving <laughs> no, parents and students like, more choice You'll like the end of this. Okay.
1: Uh, when we give parents a choice, we give ch- we give children a chance. You know, really nice, catchy, okay. all that stuff. Bill will provide transportation scholarships for families that can't afford the transportation costs for their children. Well, hold on, sounds good, right? Uh, yeah, Trans- I'm, you know, transportation I'm reading, I'm to reading. escape failing schools and gain access to special programs. Holy shit, this is like... <laughs>
2: this is like reverse uh so the the busing program back in the 70s or 80s which was basically like we're going to try to we're going to try to mingle students as best as possible so you get a mix of students from low-income communities and then more middle class or even higher income communities to try to so you don't just have you don't wind up with class and mostly race-based segregation everything but name and law only and this is like the exact opposite of it it's like it he's what he's basically saying here everyone is that he's a-okay with like self-selecting segregation <laughs> like
1: it's, it's pretty
2: close to it's that. really close it's
1: really cl- it's it's very well hidden and all that stuff you know oh, like escape freedom all that stuff sounds really nice yeah it's dog it's whistling got, so
2: hard so hard right now
1: Alrighty, so here's a step eight-step plan for the ethics in the state of Michigan and in government, and specifically. Okay. Five-year ban on lobbying by former state elected officials and key executives.
2: Okay, that's not so bad. Ban
1: gifts from lobbyists for elected officials. Okay. Require candidates and state <laughs> office holders to release their tax returns and submit personal finance financial disclosures. Create a Michigan Accountability Office. We don't have one of those.
2: I. I'm sure we have something like that already and <laughs> what, what what worries me a little bit is or worries me a lot rather is I always feel like this is he's nodding heavily toward toward either democratic or even if there are like left candidates or left mm-hmm. people to
1: I think it's been established that the right can pick up some even left side oh, I, of people
2: what i mean even saying like what I'm saying there is that it, it applies to them, mm-hmm. but if Republicans or conservatives or far-right members of the government do this, it kind of gets mm-hmm. casually ignored.
1: This one sounds interesting. Make MSU, U of M, WSU boards more accountable by giving appointment
2: power oh, to the governor. Oh, shit. Yeah. That, that, so, to kind of unpack that, what that means, at least for the way I'm parsing that is he would be hand-selecting people who effectively, would effectively... run our institutions, our educational public, institutions. Right, which if you... <laughs> that, that has so many things wrong with it. Uh, you know, first of all, it's, it's the idea of now you're bringing, you're really bringing politics into play. Education already has a lot of politics. We're going to kind of talk about that in, mm-hmm. in this episode uh, after a ton dunking on Bill, but...
1: But it was a lot. But
2: that opens the door for so many issues in terms of packing school boards with people who are uh, potentially anti Title IX, Mm -hmm. who are, you know, and big old air quotes, pro free speech, which basically means holding the door open for neo Nazis and white supremacists to campaign and intimidate on public campuses, and a whole manner of other nonsense that will be. Well, it'll be bad for, for mm-hmm. colleges mm-hmm. in the long run.
1: Require state universities to live by the same transparency rules as the majority of state government. Good.
2: Okay, I'll give him that. Yeah.
1: Seven, require the governors and uh, re- require the governor and lieutenant governor to follow transparency laws. And eight, hold governor's <laughs> coffee hours.
2: Oh my gosh, he probably thinks he's like Abraham you, Lincoln you or really some just shit. Gotta, You really
1: just gotta make it a seven step there. that eight step is it's cute i guess
2: yeah like hold governor's (laughs) coffee hours like like who's gonna (laughs) and really like let's be honest it's not gonna be some yokel living in ionia county who like wants to go air their grievances with the governor it's gonna be like business like major business leaders and (laughs) it'll be like i want to bet that papers are gonna have like these dumbass like fluff pieces about like
0: Oh look at Mr. DeVos sitting
2: down with Governor shooting. <laughs> oh, they're so cute together. Oh, da, 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 da. And uh Oh, uh, uh, this is it's hurting me. Uh, cut auto insurance rates. I I don't really know enough about auto insurance to speak with too much authority about it. I All know that, that I got, know is that
1: Michigan's is one of the highest in the nation.
2: Yeah. Uh Let's see what else. I still can't get over the protecting women and children. and It's a little like image of it's a, an image macro of a pair of hands bound with rope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, like I, I understand like what, uh, they're trying to. It's, it's about human trafficking and like you know, uh, sex slaves and whatnot. But it's like, Ooh, what's she doing their dirt? i just, I'm just n- this is a purely aesthetic critique at this at this one because it's like you're talking about protecting women and children then you have bound hands it's like this is this is jarring i don't like it. it makes me feel very uneasy uh let's see and like okay yeah i i agree you should try to you should work to get you should stop sexual slavery and the human trafficking industry as it, as it stands, absolutely, but I feel like it's this whole, it's a very, um, I'm trying to think of the, the right word to describe it, it's a way of looking at justice, not as a systemic or holistic approach, where you're saying, oh, we, we need to work to stop the, the broader reasons that this happens, and more about just, oh, we're going to retroactively punish those, or use the force of use the force of the state to, to punish those or stop those who are trying to engage in this. And it's never like, you know, it's never looking at people who are in vulnerable situations like, um, illegal immigrants mm-hmm. who, especially illegal immigrant women who are, you know, kind of, they're, they're lied to about how to come to the country and they wind up becoming
0: mm-hmm. sex slaves.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's nothing they can do about it because they, they Can't go to the government because the government will detain them and either send them back to their home country or worse, to some you know ICE detention facility, which is you yeah, know at this point kind of turning into a uh, system of concentration camps. It's like a purgatory, yeah. <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, roll back the grand home income tax hike. Uh, okay. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> it's like a minor kind of technical hiccup there, sorry. Dean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But I, I feel like, oh crap!
0: Um, actually, actually, keep it it's gonna—it's like not—it's like keeping it charged, but not—it's not charging, but it's not like—it's keeping it at a, a one like percentage. Is what it's oh, it's right? a, it's at like life support. Mm-hmm. exactly. Okay. So support. Sorry.
2: Yeah. Um. But whenever these guys talk about getting rid of tax, like higher uh, taxes. They never say, like, well, what we should do is make sure that the tax money is being spent in effective ways. That's not just going to pay public officials, that it's actually going back into communities. Mm-hmm. They just see the issue as, oh, the, the taxes are too high and we need to replace it with a private option, which that's... Ultimately, that, that, that winds up costing you more money as, a, as an individual in the long run. Yes. Because it means that you were... You're depend- you don't really have the power to, to challenge whoever is in control. The roads or, I mean, the, the roads are honestly the probably the biggest one that I could see. Here being, in Michigan, yeah. Th- that they- I could see being privatized and having that mm-hmm. not be good because it winds up, it would wind up being toll roads mm-hmm. everywhere. Everywhere. And that is going to disproportionately affect the people who, they're the people who are more vulnerable to it. Mm-hmm. And people
1: who have to travel long distances for their jobs. Exactly. Because the communities that they live in do not have enough jobs to support Thank the you for population that. that they have. Um, so they have to travel 45 minutes to get to your your Grand Rapids, your Lansing's, your your bigger hubs of industry. Um, and that's the people who would suffer for it. Is yeah, the people it who would, have to travel for those
2: jobs. It's either people living in, in the country or people living in... In the inner city, mm-hmm. um, and in <laughs> trying to trying to go back and forth, I mean, honestly, what it comes down to is it turns the right of movement, you know, which I think in any kind of open democratic country, that being able to travel freely is
1: do not have the right to move.
2: Yeah, you should you should have the you should have that right, and by blocking access to that, I mean it. It feels incredibly authoritarian let's see it's not an
1: amendment though
2: it's not it's not but <laughs> it it's still kind of I mean it's it's the idea of being able to move freely and associate freely and putting a price tag on it that no no <laughs> uh, and the opioid crisis this has been a big, big a, one. a big one that you you do tend to hear like people talk about like oh it has bipartisan support but let's see what bill has to. Say about that? Uh, blah 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 platitudes. Bill works daily to slow the availability of opioids, and
1: he slaps the opioids out of his grandmother's hands.
2: <laughs> no, grandma. Again, it goes back to this whole like they think they're literal superheroes. <laughs> like this guy puts on like the uh, like the Batman mask and just drops down. It's like not today, do batters. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Ah, he just rips the needle out of... Ah. <laughs> Tries to attack him. <laughs> T- takes a needle and like, throws it like a, sh- a shuriken at the dealer. <laughs> <laughs> like, Okay, uh, let's see. With a special criminal unit that targ- targets the distribution of these drugs. Again, it goes back to... You're not addressing the, the root issue. Which... My
1: question is, are they attacking the street dealers? Or are they attacking the... Because uh, he's from... Or, n- never mind. Um, but, like, attacking the street dealers, or are we attacking the corporate or the medical institutions that exactly. are responsible for the majority of this epidemic?
2: Exactly. And, or looking at the social causes, you mm-hmm. know, if someone. People don't typically wake up one day and go, well, I'm. You know what? I am going to be an esteemed heroin dealer. <laughs> like, that is my life's calling. That's not how it works. It, it's people who.
1: You know that would be easy to find. You know you're you're at you're at a like sixth grade jobs fair. Billy, what do you want to be? I want to sling that smack. <laughs> <laughs> wanna s- Teach why you writing a note? No, no reason. <laughs> I'm going to need the DEA down here, stat.
2: Uh, the DEA. <laughs> There's this fan full of fucking cops and they're all getting rock hard at the thought of throwing a kid in handcuffs. So you like to deal smack, kid? Yeah, I already make 20 grand. You're like 12. Yeah, see, the opioid crisis is bad. I can get Billy to suck my dick for free heroin. <laughs> Not our schools. The kids must escape them. Um, let's see. Uh, however, then he says, however, we cannot arrest our way out, way out of this problem. Fucking watch me. Uh, let's see. Support legislation to limit prescriptions and the recent increased federal funding to create education and treatment programs at the state level that have been lacking. Ending the addiction crisis requires increased education before addiction starts and increased access to treatment programs. Again, I agree, but I'm worried that it's going to wind up being like. You know, oh, material conditions are shitty and you're in pain, either physically or emotionally, and you want to escape. You know what you need, friend? You don't need a hit of that dope. You need a hit of Jesus.
1: I'm going to make my own street drug called Jesus.
2: Nah. <laughs> yeah, doesn't come cheap. <laughs> this is crushed of communion wafers. <laughs> ah! <laughs> what would that do to your heart I'm pretty
1: sure you'd fucking die (laughs) you're injecting crackers into your
2: (laughs) man it's a hell of a high though (laughs) (laughs) why do they call Jesus
1: they say when you inject his flesh into yours you see him for one split second then you're dead
2: <laughs> like it, it, it is I think it goes to this this idea of like oh it should be cost effective and it's like no if you're if you're really serious about fighting something as terrible as addiction especially addiction on a large scale it can't be just a simple, like, oh, well, here's... we got to get
1: over, like, the fact that we think we can, like... We've caused these ma- major social, uh, political, economic, environmental issues, and we want to say, like, oh, we can fix this. We'll cut corners, but we can fix this.
2: And it's like, no, that's not how you it's do it. It's like,
1: no, it. we've already messed up. We really... we got to put our all into this.
2: Exactly. we got to
1: accept the consequences of that.
2: Yeah, this is, this is our bed, and we have all to... All of us to a certain degree have participated, participated in making it either by complacence with a system that allows it, or being active being active in creating it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what else? And finally, make Michigan the job state. Mm-hmm. Bill will cut taxes, regulation and wa- regulations and wasteful spending to strengthen our economy and create better paying jobs because Michigan families deserve a pay raise. It's like, or or they could get a pay raise by telling bosses, hey, you're going to take a pay cut so your workers can have a better life. Tough shit. Like.
1: <laughs> you can't infringe on the rights of businesses,
2: though. And that, that's what's so insane to me. It's like, so what you're saying is, you know, the right for, the right to have a strong social safety net, the right to have, you know, to not get sucked into a machine because we've decided to cut that regulation or, you know, cutting a regulation about dumping. Let's go talk to the people in Belmont and Rockford about, you know...
1: Yeah, those aren't rights, but our yeah,
2: corporations uh,
1: can't be told by the government what to do.
2: Yeah, like that, you know, you don't have the right to have clean drinking water, but, it, you know, th- this corporation has the right to dump gallons of industrial-strength glue into the local local water source. okay. And then wasteful spending. It's like, what What do you think is wasteful spending? And that's always, they never really say what it is, they just say wasteful spending. And it's, that's something that people who aren't very well-informed can get behind because, yeah, we all...
1: We all don't spend money wisely.
2: Yeah, and we all think, oh, well, you know, we should, we should be careful with how we spend our money, which is great until it starts being something like, you know...
1: It's usually the social stuff that gets cut.
2: Exactly, because they they portray it as wasteful when, in fact, it's incredibly important for people who do rely on it. Mm-hmm.
1: And they claim it's redundant, and that's why it's not right useful.
2: You know, as far as the wasteful spending thing, it's like... Or you could force places to... Spe- like, You could force companies to pay living wages and provide quality health insurance. Not buy-in, but just, you work here, here's health insurance. Mm-hmm. You could do that. But then, you know, it's whole. like, well, we can't infringe on businesses because, you know, that's, you know, the it's, it's just, it's not, it's bad. It's that's
1: like, how our society runs is based on those.
2: Which is some weird, like, invisible hand bullshit about, like, the market is just this untouchable thing. And it's, it's kind of this weird esoteric being <laughs> like, we don't understand it. It's just how it is.
1: We gotta fucking please it, though.
2: <laughs> Ritualistic sacrifices all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. To the
2: market. Ah, oh, right. That's Bill Shooty. So, oh, one thing is on his uh, on his Twitter that I think is a pretty good segue into the main main topic. God, I'm to practice those segments. I do. I know. Micah's not
1: here to tell me, but. Yeah,
2: Micah's got, got. I'm do. here to remind you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm trying to find what he said that I was just kind of like, are you kidding me? And it, it's.
1: It's about grading the grading system.
2: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, let's see. I don't know why i i humming you the the uh, The doom The doom theme. Yeah.
1: <laughs> As you're hunting your way through demonic dirt, uh, <laughs> <on Twitter>.
0: a <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, here we go. This is from three days ago but from Shooty on Duty.
0: Yeah! Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> okay, so Tim Kelly's bill, legislation of grading schools A to F, is a great idea. Let parents know which schools are good and which schools miss the mark. Leadership. And it, it goes back to the you what you're basically saying is a more like independent segregation, <laughs> mm-hmm. where it's not it's not enforced by the state, but it's just kind of hands off. Like, well, we just continue to let these schools fail, and then and
1: you get to choose where you go,
2: and like, well, you, we know which one you really want to go to, and yeah. it just so happens to be the schools that are all you know predominantly white and affluent, and
1: well, you don't want to go to Grand Rapids public schools, shocker,
2: and. again it's it's the worst possible way of approaching an issue rather than saying look these schools they need help
1: Mm -hmm. their funding is atrocious you can't pay teachers enough so you're not getting the personnel that you need in there the class sizes are
2: too big exactly
1: you don't have you you don't even have the basic structures to be able to house everyone properly
2: exactly so, with that in mind, let's transition into the main topic of the week, which is the education system in America.
0: Oh
1: boy, that's what? pretty broad. That's a loaded where, one. Where do uh, we start?
2: Well, I think the, I think a, a good, a good kickoff point is the strikes going on right now in West Virginia. There, they aren't getting a ton of mainstream news coverage. Which, covered
1: a little bit, but not a whole lot.
2: Shocker about that. Mm-hmm. Uh. To to bring it up to speed though, literally every school public school district in West Virginia has been on strike, mm-hmm. and the official teachers union of West Virginia they tried to agree to some concessions made by the the West Virginia government, and the teachers said fuck that we're gonna keep striking. So now it's a wildcat strike, which mm. is cool as hell. Yeah, um, and it's it's tied to things like like you They're said. On. They're going on eight days now. Um, eight days, really. Mm-hmm. Which it's it's pretty cool that it's West Virginia because West Virginia uh, is it's the the site of the Battle of Blair Mountain and the the strikes and militant labor actions taken by the the coal miners a uh, hundred plus years ago that kind of started a, a discussion about labor and labor rights in the United States. So, kind of unsurprising it happened in West Virginia mm-hmm. and. I honestly don't really care where it happened. I'm just glad that it finally did. Yes. Uh, Because they're striking about um, pay cuts, uh, feeling that they're not paid enough, feeling that they are not given the tools necessary to make sure that each student is given a quality education. Mm -hmm. And that's, in a lot of ways, that's kind of the, the way that you could look at public education in the United States is you have a, You have so many public schools throughout the country that are failing. And, you know, the one quick and easy fix would be, oh, we just need to get better funding. And it's one part true. Yes, I think that if you pay teachers better, if you pay, if you give the schools money to make sure that it's a welcoming place, that's a place where students have more tools at their disposal, then those schools will succeed. At the same time, you also need to address those broader systemic issues like you know, if a parent has to work 12, 13-hour days, they don't have time to really be involved with their kids' mm-hmm. education, mm-hmm. Uh, or they don't. Ha- or if they do, it's like the bare minimum of just, did you do your homework? Good. You know, okay, that's one less thing I have to worry mm-hmm. about. I'm super fucking tired. I can't.
1: Well, and like. My brother's a teacher, and he talks about at, like, parent-teacher conferences and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. The good kids, but like, the care, the kids who are doing well in school, you know, their parents come, he talks to them, doesn't have a whole lot to say, you know, your kid's doing good, they're a good kid. But the kid that the kids that are struggling yeah. and are not doing well in the class, their parents don't show up because they don't have the time to do that. Exactly. Or they don't have the care to do that.
2: Yep. So you, which, that brings into a much, that brings a much broader question of, you know, changing attitudes about parenting and that, I mean, that can get into a big thing about, you know, don't have kids if you don't really want them, but, (laughs) ah, (laughs) wow, shocking advice, you know, but, so it's that kind of, it's not just material support that schools and students need, it's also that, I don't want to say, I guess I'd say emotional or community support yeah. which is hard yeah. to have if a community especially for immigrant communities um or for impoverished communities rural communities where a sense of community has either a never existed because it's hard to have or it's faltering or yeah it's faltering or if it hasn't fallen apart already yeah you know if, if you make life so unbearably difficult for people that it's you know it's a dog-eat-dog world. Fuck you, I got mine because I need mine. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, of course you're not going to feel any kind of sense of camaraderie with your neighbors. Mm-hmm. They're, they're or your neighbors' Someone kids. to compete with. Exactly. It's all about competition. It's not about equally bringing everyone up together. It's
1: get to the top as fast as you can, everyone.
2: Yeah, it's, it's a typical uh, crabs-in-a-bucket mm-hmm. type situation. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you have the growth of... Charter schools, yes, and you know pre-existing private schools, mm-hmm. where parents, wealthy parents or parents who are just super deep into their ideology, <laughs> can send their kid to you know the either either some like you know super special smart boy academy, or or to a private Catholic or, or uh, Protestant school,
1: yeah, some kind of religious affiliated school
2: where. Chances are it's mostly students who come from wealthy families. Mm-hmm. They come from...
1: There might be, like, you know, every once in a while, the scholarship kid. Was.
2: <laughs> the, the scholarship <laughs> kid. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking poor ass. <laughs> the, the scholarship kid is just a nice... It's a nice way of saying, the black ones. <laughs> but, I mean, that's what it comes down to, though. Yeah, And and they don't, those parents, like you could say, well, that's kind of where I I go back to the um, financial support. So let's say you have, let's say you have the private, like a a Catholic school or like private Protestant school, whatever. And then you have a public high school Mm -hmm. and you have, you know, you have enough wealthy families living in within that school district that the public school is getting a decent amount of tax money mm-hmm. uh, due to local taxes, but the school still isn't performing well, which that goes back to the argument of it's not always necessarily better funding. It, it is funding, but it's also involvement because mm-hmm. those parents will just say, Oh, well, you know, yeah, I'm, I'll pay my taxes, but I'm also going to pay $10,000 a year. So my kid doesn't have to go to that, that school. school. Yes. And then they don't care. They don't have an active concern with, what goes on in that school. So let's say the private school has a, a student body of like 4,000 students, but then the public high school has a student body of 16,000 students mm-hmm. and maybe both schools employ the same amount of teachers mm-hmm. and support personnel and, mm-hmm. and assistants. So obviously, yeah, that education is going to suffer.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: My opinion is this is, <laughs> I don't see it happening but it would be a complete ban on all private education
1: yeah I, I don't i don't see that happening not anytime, anytime
2: soon not anytime soon um not until our glorious stalinist revolution Soon. <laughs> no no we're not we're not tankies but sometimes <laughs> I, sometimes i boy do i feel like one
1: any, anyways. Anyway, anyway,
2: <laughs> uh, I I do honestly think though that would be the solution where you you basically ban that school. Mm-hmm. You don't close it, but what you do is you just say no. It will no longer be private. Mm-hmm. It will be a public school, and then you you just divide it in half. You have you know. So what do we say? Twenty thousand students all told yep. in the school district, ten thousand and ten thousand. Mm-hmm. Which that's still pretty big.
1: That is still very big, but.
2: But, and even then you could, you could argue, you know, increase taxes to build a, a third school. So now you can divide it into mm-hmm. what, what is 20,000 by three? Is that like,
1: it's not a pretty number. It's like, I'll get it. One second. You guys Oh, talk, they,
2: thank you, Dean. Dean is now our sound boy and our math, it's our math boy. Math
1: boy. So 20,000 by three. Yeah. It's one second, Sex too. <laughs> I mean it sucks it. if I could make
0: I six thousand six hundred and sixty six point six. Oh 000. hell yeah. Yeah. Oh no. Of course six six number of the beast.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh yeah, that'll be that'd be good. But thanks numbers. But ultimately, I mean that would that'd be kind of the solution is you you ban that that extra money that parents would were spending on this asinine tuition. Okay, now you can tax that. Mm-hmm. You tax that, create a new school, you employ teachers, more teachers, mm-hmm. and the small army of support personnel that that successful schools rely on. Mm-hmm. Boom, you got it. That is, in my opinion, at least one of the solutions. Yeah. And on top of that, of course, it's also things like <laughs> cutting working hours and increasing pay <laughs> so that parents have more time to spend to with his, their kids.
1: And to build the, the, the foundation for Proper development,
2: building a parent-teacher relationship, mm-hmm. which is that's also incredibly necessary.
1: Absolutely, um, and it just goes to show just how if you take public systems and try and privatize them, how it just messes everything up.
2: Ultimately, what it does is it it's for the benefit of a few and the detriment of the many. Mm-hmm. And and then what it winds up being this kind of self self fulfilling prophecy of saying. See, private is better. These kids are doing well. They're getting a better education.
1: And if everyone Depends. goes
2: private, it'll be fine. And it's like, <laughs> the
1: fucking
2: money. Exactly. well, exactly.
1: Yeah. 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 We. I mean, like it's private because a slack few can afford it.
2: Exactly. I mean, especially if you set tuition at, I, I think, um, like a, ra- s- I think a Grand Rapids. College. Cr- well, I mean, let's see. Grand Rapids Christian is, I think, $10,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, last I checked and last I checked, that was tuition for a year at Grand Valley. Yeah. So how many working class families, how many middle-class families are going to be able to afford years and years of doling out thousands of dollars to pay for their kids' education? hmm They, they literally cannot afford to do that. No. Especially if wages continue to stagnate or get worse over time. Mm-hmm. It's simply not, not tenable. And that was kind of the point of creating public schools, was so that everyone can get an education.
1: Is it? it becomes defined as a, a right.
2: It, yeah, a right to an education, uh, which, I, I let's see. I think a, a way to kind of go from there would be to talk about, what about tuition-free colleges?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Public. I mean, I guess I would say the the ban hammer would also go to uh, private colleges, but maybe I think that would be a little bit more. But then again, I guess if you're if you've banned private K through twelve,
1: you probably you probably went after the went after the colleges as well.
2: But let's say for for the sake of argument that we've managed to somehow do that, or we haven't done that. Okay, so we still have
1: private colleges in this one.
2: We let's say we still have private K through twelve and pri private. Uh, Colleges but you you make public colleges tuition free.
1: Okay. So that's the only thing that we've changed in this scenario.
2: Yeah, this is and that's probably realistically the more tenable Mm -hmm. uh the more realistic thing that we'll see. Maybe not so much in our lifetime, but in the near future. Yeah. Um honestly it that is one of the things that if we wanna see people become more independent at a young you know, at a "Quote unquote normal age," that's what you got to do.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, at this at this point, what we're seeing with our with our segment of society, at least for the middle class, is that a lot of people go to college, and then once they're out of college, they can barely afford to stay on their own. Exactly, or I mean, they can't.
2: It's not uncommon to leave college with forty to fifty thousand dollars of debt, and
1: and then you go right back home.
2: Yeah, either you go home or you. If you do live independently, you're living with a bunch of roommates. <laughs>
1: and like a pseudo, like, <laughs>
2: colony. Yay! <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, it's no wonder. Like, when you're like, why are kids communists? It's like, well, because you're kind of exposing them to, to living like that. And they're going, oh, this isn't that bad. I mean, I wish, I wish I didn't have to, but this isn't...
1: Terrible. Yeah, this is... I guess it's a way to live. It's, a,
2: it, it's, a te- it's an achievable way of living. But <laughs> anyway... Uh, And that's obviously not the only reason, but... Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm.
1: And that's not even talking about getting um, any sort of thing after a bachelor's. mm -hmm. Once you do that, then...
2: Which I think we need to... We also need to make... I don't know how you force companies to do this, but there's this whole thing of... Like, credential inflation. Mm -hmm. So if, if more people get a bachelor's degree...
1: Then it slowly becomes what the high school degree was yeah. five decades ago. And the
2: bat and a master's degree now becomes, you know, a new, the new bachelor's, bachelor's degree. degree. Which is kind of in my opinion, and maybe I'm not maybe I'm full of shit in saying this, but it seems incredibly petty and unnecessary because the skill set that you learn with a bachelor's degree hopefully isn't really changing all that much.
1: No, what I think it comes down to is So we're losing a lot of the lower, lower end jobs, you know, manufacturing jobs, things like that. So we're making up a lot of new jobs, a lot of jobs that don't necessarily have a whole lot of skill with it, like, like hand dexterity skill, but more of a mind skill, if you want to call it that. Um, so as we make up more of these jobs, they become more and more condensed in their knowledge and in their speciality. Okay. And so you're doing a bachelor's, right?
2: And that's that's you're, generally you're, a broad
1: that's generally a broad sense of, of of field you're going into you know you're getting a biomedical science degree you're getting a, a journalism a, a degree. journal a journalism degree you're getting a mathematics degree you're getting um engineering degree right you're getting those yeah. degrees which it's taken you as just a general student who has you know they know how to think they know how to solve problems they know how to do your basic higher end level yeah. thinking hopefully hopefully that's another thing about the education system, but mine, mine, I'm not going to talk about that right now. This is, this is what education is supposed to be. Right. So you've, you've narrowed it down, right? You've, you've refined your skill in thinking in a specific subject Yeah. a little bit more. Then you go on to your, um, your master's.
2: And you narrow it even, it even more. You're
1: narrowing it even more. I'm going to do science because that's what I know the most. Okay. You, know, you do your biomedical science degree, you go on to become a doctor you go on to become a research scientist, right? Yep. So instead of just thinking about the body in general, now let's say I'm thinking about a certain system of the body, the neurology of the body. I'm thinking about the nephrology of the body. I'm thinking about a certain set about of the body. About the dick. About the <laughs> dick.
2: <laughs> so I, I want to f- be a dick doctor.
1: Well, not e- we're not even there yet. I, I just want to become a doctor, right? I want to work oh. on healing people. I want to become a scientist. I want to work on <laughs> studying things, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right so you've you've narrowed it down again right yeah now now you get to specialize now you really get into the specialization yeah so you've got your master's degree or you got your um, your doctorate your doctorate um, now you can do like post work you can get a really narrow and you can be so refined and you're working on systems of the body I, and then I'm you're a working
2: specialist on the dick hole, <laughs> the
1: dick hole. yeah <laughs> Or I'm a specialist on the lining of the dick hole. (laughs) Or I'm the specialist on the balls. (laughs) Like, like you got, again, I'm just using doctors because this is the system that I know the most. That's the one you're
2: going to be. But
1: we need more and more jobs to fill our people. So we keep on making up and And medicine. I think it's a little bit more needed as opposed to like, like a, like a business job or something like that but it's becoming more and more refined because we need to find places to put people and we still need to get them thinking we still need to get them educated but where the fuck do we go with them
2: right and that's kind of where it comes with make education tuition free Mm -hmm. because now you don't have to work like
1: and yeah if you're doing those post-doctorates and everything you're spending hundreds of grand
2: oh yeah it's ridiculous and hopefully by eliminating the you, you basically make it education for the sake of being educated, which is good. Mm-hmm. That's something that you should... Yes. That's the point of education.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think, especially with uh, the way the systems are, I don't think education is operating at its optimal level. No, we... Nowhere even close.
2: So, to kind of walk back a little bit, um, our K-12 through system, you know, we remember how it is. You start around 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. and you you go until three o'clock in the middle of the day, you have a lunch break mm-hmm. and you're doing, you're doing these tasks throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah. The way our education system was set up and continues to operate is for a society that is slowly dying, dying if it doesn't already cease to exist. Mm-hmm. And that would be industrial society. Mm-hmm. The modern, as it stands, we're not came, industrial. Yeah. It came about because of the industrial revolution, where it's, You have your teacher slash your foreman and you do you do these tasks and then you go on to do another task another task lunch break task 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 Mm -hmm. punch out and go home Mm -hmm. and the problem is that's not really how the future looks for
1: that's not how a lot of our jobs work no no it's
2: much more free it's there's a lot more freedom and it's kind of like, well, you pick up a task and you you work on it.
1: And you'll be working on it for a very long time.
2: Yeah. I mean, a project, uh, a work project, if you're working in, if you're not working in manufacturing, which I mean I do, so I guess I, like it was easier for me to draw that parallel and be Mm -hmm. like, oh shit, this is what they're preparing us for, even though these jobs are slowly but surely going away Mm -hmm. or in some areas very rapidly going away. But, yeah, it's going to be... If you're working in an office or anything that's like that, a project could take you a week or a few weeks.
1: Maybe even a month.
2: Yeah, depending on how...
1: How complex your job is.
2: Exactly. And, And then the question is, well, then how do you change public education? Because the way it is set up is a fairly efficient way of teaching large groups of people subjects. But I think you need to... We need to get away from the mindset of, you know, education is about, um, I don't want to say it's not, it shouldn't be about efficiency. It should be efficient, Mm -hmm. but you shouldn't treat education the same way that you treat building a car. I think is the way I would, I would describe it. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. That you can't just streamline and go like, okay, we're rolling students off the line. Then it's the factory. Yeah.
1: It's like factory work in
2: itself. You basically the students are the workers but they're also the product mm-hmm. um, oh Dean can you pause real quick yeah uh, so you know we, we've talked about how we, we've talked about ways to, to you know potentially uh, improve the quality of education in the country but like we talked about a little bit or touched on it it also comes down to making society as a whole more conducive to being educated where kids can go to school and it's an enriching experience and not just oh I have to go to school mm-hmm. um, and I don't know if maybe that's well I think it it's you know increasing wages and decreasing hours for parents but I think it it's trying to make education a more fluid option for students so I mean I guess, like I could I could start by saying like how my education experience was that there were some classes where it's like, I, I don't really feel like I need to be here. And that's not, that's not a humble brag. It's just, I think there's, there are subjects that some people excel in and other people's don't excel in as much. So it's like, okay, I, you know, I feel, I don't feel like I need to just sit here for an hour, hour and a half, you know, with my hand held to do something that I know I can do and much less time mm-hmm. and I could dedicate more time to a subject that I'm not as strong in to, to get better at. Mm-hmm. I mean, would you say that's kind of the same for you?
1: Yeah. Um, and I'm thinking about with people though, uh, if you do that, how do you, how do you get them to focus their efforts on something that they're deficient in? Cause usually for most people, they're good at something. That's what they'll stick with. Right. And that's what they'll uh, put their time towards too um, and it's a lot harder to get people to uh, focus their efforts on something that they don't feel as confident about or they're not as right. good with um, but the basic essence of it I, I do understand that of there are certain aspects of education where people don't need to uh, to expand as much effort as what the system requires them to do
2: yeah okay I think that's a good way of, of putting it. That's actually an absolute, absolutely good way of putting it. Well, and that's hard to do with if you're doing, like, band or orchestra or something. But, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe maybe it would be something like testing out. I mean, yeah. Having I mean, better test out programs.
1: Yeah, because there is test out, but they're pretty...
2: They're not really advertised. I don't know. They're I not don't advertised,
1: and there's not, like... So you test out of it, like... You know... Now what? Now you get to go up to the grade above you that you don't know anyone at, that you haven't established any connections with. Right. There's a whole social aspect of testing out that is um, harsh.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think maybe, maybe one way of approaching it is you have... So you still have schools, and you still obviously have to have teachers, and, you know, I... I want
1: robot teachers.
2: Just, just <laughs> <send that out. laughs> Man, the the sexual scandals are going to be way weirder. <laughs> Mr. Fisto, why
1: why did we make this teacher
2: robot?
1: Yes, <laughs> <He> has... <laughs> we're basically employing sex machines in our schools. <laughs>
2: Man, that lecture on biology was pretty cool. (laughs) My ass really hurts, though.
1: Have you ever seen a rectum? (laughs) Ha!
2: That prolapsed. (laughs) And I got a C.
1: (laughs) This is the worst day ever. Must try harder next time.
2: Now I, have to, now I have to explain to my mom why I got a C in math and my asshole's hanging out.
1: <laughs> Fisto is not
2: pleased. <laughs> Fisto will see you after class. <laughs> I got literally and figuratively pounded in the ass.
1: Mr. Roberto, is there anything that I could do to maybe change your mind and change my grade to a C? Wow. <laughs> Robots do need love. <laughs>
2: But it's just a wholesome, like, they just want to, like, hang out.
1: Well, you grab ice cream with me after school. (laughs) I mean, I was just thinking about doing a blowjob, but...
2: I don't... Actually, now that I think about it, it's just not even physically possible. Because you you don't have a dick, so, you know.
1: I do have...
2: Needs. (laughs) (laughs) But... You know, on a more serious note, I think it, it would be something <laughs> like, you know, they're like they're virtual high schools. Yes. And I, I don't know if it's... I agree with the idea of having more personally tailored um, education, like I was talking about. Mm-hmm. But you still have to go to school to associate with other people because education is not just a... It's not and it shouldn't be a a simple like pursue this objective then this objective then this objective.
1: No, it's the biggest social development uh, for kids.
2: Exactly. Pretty
1: much anywhere.
2: So maybe it would be something like, you know, you go to school and it's not just individual classrooms, but you're working in a larger area and you you know you have teachers who are specialized in their areas mm-hmm. that are that are in that area. So you know you're working on your stuff and you get to you get like you, mm-hmm. you have your daily stuff you have to get through, mm-hmm. and maybe you blow through the English and history courses. Like for me, that those are my strong suits: mm-hmm. are, is English and history. Mm-hmm. But I struggled a lot with math, and then science. I was kind of eh on. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, okay, now I'm moving on to this, so I can go ask a, a teacher, "Hey, I need some help with." It's something that I want to
1: see in. That's something that I would like to see more in, say, classroom settings or in educational settings, is curriculum that is conceptually harder and maybe even above the level um, that the kids are at at the beginning of the class, but that inspires and actively tries to get cooperation among the students to try and figure out a problem that might be above them. Interesting. as As a way to foster cooperation because I I feel like in a lot of school settings it's much more based in um, competitiveness Oh absolutely than in cooperativeness
2: Yeah it should be and
1: a better development of problem solving skills as a group Yeah and and not not just giving them like an easy project that they can solve pretty easily but something that really challenge like if you were to tackle it individually it would prove to be pretty challenging to you
2: Yeah I I completely agree with that Mm -hmm. and I think that's not I, I think when we do group projects, it's it's much more difficult to do that because it's still that little like isolated. Mm-hmm. You're doing this, and you know you don't really care. And mm-hmm. but if you're all working on it together, and it's like okay, well this is something that we yeah, can.
1: And not even like like this is like a whole classroom thing that the whole classroom is there to work on that one problem. Interesting. That you're not having group projects where you just present at the cl- end of the class, but you are actively trying to solve. A complex problem as a group of
2: you know 20 people 20 to 30 people yeah yeah, yeah I, I and I, I think for certain subjects that might be a little bit more difficult to yeah, do yeah
1: yeah there are certain subjects where it works better
2: like with art like art anything that's more of humanities oriented would be difficult yeah to implement that
1: i mean you could be like all right kids you're gonna have to recreate a mona lisa that will fool this art inspector
2: Go. No. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I want to do that to a bunch of 10-year-olds. <laughs>
1: oh,
2: oh Jesus. <laughs> I'm getting her smile all wrong. <laughs> oh this This is a good idea. I like it.
1: <laughs> but like, um, and it doesn't even have to be like conceptual based. It can be like I'm thinking about like physical projects too that would be interesting like community based projects that you go Ooh. out and like it's not like we don't dress it up as like a service work because most kids hate service work
2: yeah because i think they they, which i mean that comes in and that can bring up a whole ton of, a of, of social mindset issues where it's mm-hmm. like you know helping people is a is a chore and it's like <laughs> oh that's oh that's pretty terrible oh
1: but, but, like, I don't know. I'm thinking, like, if you're doing, like, a physics-based problem, you can, like, work on making structures together with classmates. <laughs> this, I don't know what this, those structures
2: would be. The, the only The only downside of this, Ryan, that I could see being exploited so much is I just turned Child into labor. Child labor. <laughs> <laughs> like, All right, kids, we have an issue. We got to build a bridge.
1: <laughs> All right, kids, welcome to Home Act. Today, we're going to be knitting 20,000 sweaters <laughs> for the Sears Company. Um, they closed uh, down recently so we have to keep making
2: this is yeah that's the one drawback that I immediately see happening yeah I,
1: yeah, I could see that being a big problem <laughs>
2: like the, this,
1: this isn't a fully thought out problem I'm just thinking about you know just inspiring cooperation among peers
2: exactly and I think another thing too is we need to look we need to treat education as as a more I keep saying holistic and I, I won't stop saying it because when I went to school it was just this because i said so you have to like uh if you're writing a paper you have to show sources mm-hmm. and it's well you know why do i have to show sources and it was usually well because that's a requirement you have yeah, to it's plagiarism um or with with math classes or science classes that were more uh lab or math based you know you have to show your thought process
1: man i wish we had more labs
2: oh hell yeah but it was never explained why you're doing this and it wasn't until I got to college that I I finally connected Is as like oh you have to show the logic behind this you mm-hmm. can't just say this and go okay well what do you have to back that up like what
1: mm-hmm. it was missing a certain aspect of like critical thinking
2: exactly because I'm sure we because we both went to the same high school actually mm-hmm. all of us here yeah, went like, to the same high school no you didn't Dean
1: yeah I was fucking fucking poser
2: you don't even go here <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, you got a girlfriend? Where is she from? Oh, you don't know her. She's from a different school.
2: <laughs> My Canadian girlfriend. <laughs> but, but yeah, it, it isn't taught that, like, the reason I'm asking you to to show your work in an algebra equation isn't just to, to make you go through this, this rope process of, like, do this, then this, then this, then this, and that's how you get full credit, but it's teaching you a fundamental of being an educated and thoughtful person, which mm-hmm. is, I can make the statement, but I also have evidence to back it up that you can, uh, you can also access yourself and,
1: and learn or reproduce
2: or exactly. And that's not to reduce everything down to a, down to a math problem, but I think that can be applied to, you know, writing an essay in history, you can make a statement about history and then say, look, I have this, 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 and this mm-hmm. to back up my assertion or. A critical reading of a book or a short story or a poem, mm-hmm. and say there's this context and this context and this context that I can use to to back up my assertion. It's mm-hmm. never it was never really, you know, touched on. as that some pe- some teachers tried to, but there was never this connectedness of education. It was there's reading, history, math, science, and like they're all these separate categories, but they aren't all interconnected mm-hmm. in a in that one fundamental fundamental way
1: yeah i would like to see that too is um more interdip- interdisciplinary um action so like you know if you want to write a scientific paper yeah you can and that there's teachers there like i had no i it wasn't until like probably sophomore year of college that i understood how to actually write a scientific paper exactly and like you don't need to write the next groundbreaking work in physics but but i don't know to be able to understand and read um scientific literature I think is important absolutely in, in an education system and that's not taught at all oh no not in one bit
2: no nope. um and that
1: that would be an interbli- interdisciplinary way to you know cross over um English with uh with science
2: I remember a, a professor is it was either a professor or um, like a student teacher when I was in high school who said and I I you know I don't have anything to back this up because we're kind of doing this by the see of our pants, as we usually do, <laughs> uh, but that in France they teach philosophy and math together.
1: I wish, I wish we would have been taught philosophy. At oh, least yeah. a basic well, understanding it actually of it makes a lot it. of sense
2: with philosophy.
0: It so yeah a lot it does. of it not just existential; it's like scientific as well.
1: Yeah, well, well, I mean, I mean, the original philosophers were pretty much everything.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're, but I mean that no, it is, is a good a good point, and, and philosophy does kind of follow that same pattern of. I'm
1: actually a Kabbalist.
2: and i'll be uh rewriting the torah
1: for you today (laughs) oh hell yeah
2: and i think that would kind of having a stronger education system would deal with a lot of things that we're dealing with now or would combat a lot of things that we're dealing with now where people can fall for these grifters or these charlatans like like ben shapiro or jordan peterson or mike durnovich or any of these any of these guys Any of these guys who they sound smart, but anyone who is that is more educated than them can look at their look at what they're arguing and say, "No,
1: this is fundamentally flawed. This
2: is not correct." Mm -hmm. But the people who are falling for it are either too young or too uneducated or uninformed to recognize it, and and that's not just a political thing because these guys are way 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 to the right. It's but it's because. It's you just have a more thoughtful society that can look at things through a lens of saying, no, this doesn't follow.
1: Mm-hmm. That, the point that you are making and how you got to that point is not a good way of
2: thinking. No, and it's it's right. not even really a sound, sound way of yeah, thinking. Yeah. yeah, because and they're the first who are like, well, it's facts before feelings, even though a lot of what they're basing their quote it's unquote facts. It's all on feelings. It's all on feelings and it's not bringing in any outside information, which is it goes back to what you said about being interdisciplinary where there is a lot of overlap in real life Mm -hmm. that there are things that, that do come together that you have to, you have to accept that and approach it. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Um, let's see. I think that's
1: covers kind of the basis of everything. Yeah.
2: I mean, there's a lot more. Oh yeah. I will say before we do close out the show, uh, that, um, the, this whole push to basically turn schools into miniature prisons due to gun violence is just asinine. <laughs> like, get could you sh- imagine? Gonna your, get shanked in the cafeteria?
1: <laughs> could you imagine like your dorky like physics teacher Has a like, shotgun? On like, their desk. like just packing a Glock. <laughs> He's like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> or like, to like a teacher that we you had. Like your literature professors like spouting off, like, I don't know, Shakespeare as he's gunning down a student. <laughs> God, if, if you do that one more time, I swear to God, I will load this I fucking will, gun. I will paint the
2: back wall with your fucking brains.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh. Now get up to the board! <laughs> Summary executions on the playground.
1: Delicious.
2: <laughs> I, too, cannot wait for the formation of uh, first-grade skinhead gangs.
1: See, I'm imagining not just the like the teachers, but like the supporting staff with guns too. Like, do you imagine I'm gonna like?
2: Do you imagine like Mrs. Nimala? Oh the, my god! A gun. I'm just imagining because uh, your mom worked at the as a cafeteria as a yeah, cafeteria yeah, worker, yeah. and and her like like having a like a saw <laughs> having a saw at the checkout. Ryan's sweet mom with a saw. <laughs> in the Did distance, you, you can... put your
0: code in wrong? Did you put your code in wrong? Do you have money in your account for that food?
2: <laughs> yeah, like I I too can't wait for uh for the front lawn to look like the Korean DMZ. <laughs> like this is great. That would be excellent. <laughs> There's just a thin fog like everywhere. <laughs> There's snipers on the rooftop. <laughs> We're gonna get those fuckers from the next town over. <laughs>
1: Oh, man okay is. for real though sporting events would be hype
2: oh oh, my God. oh yeah that'd be great the the Lowell East GR just turns into a massive oh, gun battle yeah
1: <laughs> oh we don't even need football anymore we're gonna have full-on warfare
2: because <laughs> I mean football all football is is just it's pageantry for for militarism, mm-hmm. like let's be honest, territorial and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, it's territorial. It's violent. Let,
1: let's let's throw off the charade. Let's fucking do this. <laughs> you have
2: a recreation of D-Day. <laughs>
1: oh man, you could have classes about you know maintaining your gun, firing oh your gun. Oh, You're so
0: cool.
2: They're... We're gonna be like Spartans. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So someone somewhere is going to listen to this and just like
0: what the
2: fuck? some fucking maggot shuds just going to be like, I got so hard. My dick popped. <laughs> <laughs> I'm suing you guys. Cause now I, <laughs> it's like a, it's like a hot dog you left in the microwave way too long, <laughs> splitting
1: off the tip, just curling back on itself. <laughs>
2: It's like it's like cartoons where like you stick your finger into the end of a gun and it like blows backward like that. Yeah,
1: it all peels back.
2: But instead instead of soot, it's gum. <laughs> mm. Uh We are very mature people. I love how every every single episode it goes from like cogent point, cogent point, cogent point, dick jokes.
1: Yeah, you always gotta throw in a dick joke.
2: That's kind. Of, that's our hallmark. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know. Any closing thoughts, Ryan, or um, anything that you didn't get a chance to say? Because I, I think I, I think I'm pretty, uh, pretty spent.
1: No, I think we're pretty good. We're 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 running pretty late on it. So, okay. I think we're we've gotten what we needed the,
2: out of it. All right. Cool. Well, until next week. I'm Adam. And I'm Ryan.
0: I'm um, Dean, the sound guy. That's
2: me. Math. Guy. Sound, you're the sound boy and our sound, math. Sound boy. sound boy and math boy. Oh, I really. You are it. a boy. You are our I'll boy. I'll never
0: grow up. I'll just be like as old as you think I might
2: be. You are <laughs> Dean's immortal. Dean's our child servant. <laughs> oh my. God. <laughs>